Let me ask a question. That's a question that everybody should be able to answer, you know, just like that. Anybody ever remember back in your time when you could just go outside and just play as a kid and just be able to just enjoy yourself, be active, play on the swings and just be outside. Get to have a good time with your friends and stuff like that without worrying about a lot of things. Anybody ever experienced that? Pretty sure a lot of people have. I've had. I've I've had a ball, you know, just to be able just to, you know, ride my bicycle with Darren, you know, um, when we get out of school or when we're out of school, we'll just go out. We'll have those little old school radio uh Radio headsets with a little antenna on top, and like a little long antenna. We just go around the the, the uh, apartment complex. We just ride our bikes and just have a marvelous time. Just have the time of your life, you know. And that is that was the best, you know. And sometimes we have friends with us that do join us, and then you have some that just didn't, you know. But that didn't bother us at all. And I had my individual to where, you know, I would actually sit back um, and play a little bit of sports, baseball, basketball, football, and all that. All this is used to kids, just when you were little kids. And it was fun. It was fun. Now, you look at where we're at. You look at where we're landing at. We're in this thing called the pandemic, COVID-19 pandemic. Think about this. COVID-19 has taken a lot of things away from us. And I know a lot of people is probably going to hate me when I say this, but at this point, I really don't care because it's more the truth more than anybody will ever express doubts. COVID-19 has taken a lot away from us. It has taken business away from us. It has taken um, kids' time away from actually being outside, enjoying themselves. You know, it, it happens. This is where we're at. And now you would think now that we're actually heading in the direction to where we are getting better as an economy in America, but we're not. Why is that? Because everybody chooses to fight what the hell science means. Oh, COVID-19 is just a fucking flu. COVID-19 is nothing. A lot of people has expressed that COVID-19 is nothing more than just a flu. So now that it's gotten worse and now it has advanced to the Delta variant, you know, now we're trapped. We're trapped. Believe it or not, we're trapped. And the bigger question is how will we be able to resolve this problem? Simple answer, nothing. Why? Because don't nobody want to. We have millions of Americans that actually got COVID shots. 
And then you got other millions that refuses to take it. Now, those millions that refuse to take it has their reasons. Fine. Have your reasons. But if you're going to become the solution, don't become the problem. Think about that. The problem. We are in a really, really bad state right now. We're in a bad state. Millions dying from COVID-19. People are still suffering for COVID-19. New cases are spiking up. It brings me to with this children not being able to go outside and enjoy themselves and play like how they want to because of COVID-19 and Delta variant. How does that affect your children's mental health? They may be too young to realize that. They may be too young to understand that. Some may be old enough to see that. But this right here is a perfect example of why children can't do what they want to do. Like how I used to be able to do. Like how Darren was able to do. Like how Nicole was able to do like how anybody else was able to do back in that time. Just to go outside, play, get their hands dirty, experiment, and just learn. Staying active. Now, we have to be stuck in and outside looking in. Have to fight this Rather, if nobody else wants to see us fight it or don't nobody else want to be the problem. How much fun is that? What do you tell your children? What are you telling your children? Because I'm pretty sure they're willing to go out there and and go outside and play. But we can't because it's a bigger risk of... COVID-19 a bigger risk we don't need this we need our children to be actually out there doing what we used to do be able to experience what we were able to experience as kids it's a challenge because now kids are getting more and more sicker the Delta variant versus any other disease right now as we stand. This is this is top line. This is top line. So when you sit down and you think about what we did back in our time and what kids now and what they can't do. I think about my daughter. My daughter's seven months. She's seven months. Is she going to be able to actually go out and be able to go outside and be able to enjoy all the other things and what the other kids was able to do before COVID-19 hit in 2019? 
Will she be able to do that? Maybe, maybe not. But a lot of people are backing down against it because they feel that the COVID shots are not going to do anything. Or they feel that their bodies are going to react differently. They feel they're probably going to die from these shots. For me, I got the COVID shot because every day is a risk anyway. Regardless of how you want to see it. Taking any kind of medicine in your cabinet right now, you're at risk for something. I don't give a damn what anybody tell you. You're at risk. You're going to go take a flight to go fly out to California and you live all the way in Florida. You are at risk for being killed. Think about this now. Think about it. You're on your way to work. Rather if it's a five minute drive or rather if it's an hour commute. You are at risk of getting killed. Life every day is a risk. And if y'all feel that these COVID shots are not good enough, or y'all feel that y'all don't want to risk being sick again from these COVID shots, I think you need to sit down and rethink how y'all approaching y'all's lives. It's not my business to go and tell everybody how to run their lives. That's not my business. But what I am saying is, is that if we don't help become the solution to these problems, we would never get back to where we are. We never will. Because everybody's so stuck on the risk versus the solution. Entrepreneurs take risks every day. They take risk, money risk, business risk, all kinds of risk. They risk it, but they can also seek in the reward. Just like the cove shots, you can still seek a reward and not get COVID. Now, there's a lot of people that still got the shot and still has gotten COVID. But sometimes you have to sit down and wonder, are these things actually true? Maybe. But we should be the solvers. We should be the solutions. Not questioning health and science. We just shouldn't be doing that. But I just run a podcast here and I just feel like that that was something that I needed to get off my chest for a long time. I've expressed a lot of that on my other podcast, Double Tech Sports Talk with the Watch Brothers. I've expressed a lot of that. And I felt the need that, of course, with my own, I think it's important that I start off this podcast with just that. So, since I've done that, welcome to another edition of Breaking Mental Health. I'm your host, Dara Watts. Today, we are going to actually sit down and talk about financial financial pressure. 
and mental health. So right now I'm going to take a quick break. And when I come back, we are going to discuss financial pressure and mental health. Be right back. What's happening? What's happening, everybody? I hope uh, everybody's day is going well up to this point. I really hope it is. It's tough out here. I'm going to tell you all that now. It's tough, especially when we have struggled with uh, our mental health. And everybody out here in the world now is actually starting to take mental health seriously. So, there's, I mean, it's just a building from the ground up thing right now. And we're actually at a point where a lot of people still doing podcasts, uh, sports figures, athletes and stars are actually speaking up about their own mental health and what they've experienced and stuff like that. So, it's a good point right now. We're at a good set mind. We're at a good set of mind. So we're going to take a look and discuss episode number two. Financial pressure equals mental health. Now, this is a two-part series. I'm going to do the second part of this next week. But for part one, this is where most of... Americans struggle at financially. Now, after I have graduated from high school, now I had absolutely no idea what was in store for me starting out adulthood. When you graduated high school, and now some of your parents are like, oh, graduated high school, young, young. Get your own place, you're out of here. And that's when everything starts to begin. Because you don't have your mom or your dad or your parents doing the necessary things for you. You really go ahead and start figuring this out yourself. Now, when I was in school, in high school, elementary school, all that, they didn't teach us anything about being financially prepared not me at least we were just stuck with what they taught us and how we had to memorize it I was on a whole different level of depression and stress I was a senior in high school I only had close to about 20 credits and I needed 38 or 40 to graduate that bothered me to the core it did. It bothered me to the core. Then I put myself into this situation. It depressed me so badly. But I had two options. It was either one, keep letting it depress me even more, or two, pick myself up and try the best, make the best of it that I can to make it work. And I did number two. I kept grinding. I kept pushing. I did everything I could. I didn't give a damn what it was. I didn't give a damn. I 
went to GQE Summer School. I went to even Summer School itself. I worked. It was hard, but I had to do it. If I wanted to move on to the next levels of my life, I knew these were the steps that I had to do. And I ended up graduating with 38 credits. I graduated with 38 credits. But I didn't graduate in May, like how everybody else did. I ended up graduating in June of 2006. I was behind, but I still got the job done. And I was damn proud of myself when I did that. Now, like I said, high school, I was in a whole different level of depression and stress. Big time. I was there. It was crazy. Now, even though that it really destroyed my mind, it was worth a try because I'm a high school graduate now. I'm a high school graduate. There were point, there was a point is that I didn't let my depression beat me. That was the whole entire point. I just didn't let it beat me. Now, looking ahead and being maybe a little over 10 years of adulthood, maybe close to 15 or 20, this, the high school thing, that wasn't nothing compared to actual adulthood. That was nothing. All you worry about, schoolwork, and then decide if you want to play the game or do something else. You don't have to worry about bills. Now, now, let me back that up for a second. There were some people in a situation to where they had got involved in extracurricular activities, still had to deal with homework, and still had to work part-time to help support their families. For me, I didn't have to deal with that. But trust me, when I see those ones that actually got involved with extracurricular activities or just got a part-time job or did both, I understood what they were going through. Because for me, to be in my, when I was in my early 20s, to have two jobs, it's just as equivalent to when you're in high school and you're dealing with extracurricular stuff, after school activities, sports, traveling, and then still actually trying to maintain a part-time job. It gets hard. I understand where those people are coming from because it's never, ever easy. It's never easy. Now, the biggest problem that I deal with now in my life is money, financial pressure. Why do I worry a lot about money? Because there's goals. There's goals and dreams that I want to be able to do. I want to be able to 
grow this podcast, grow my Double Take Sports Talk podcast. We need support, you know, and while I'm still working and still working on two podcasts, it's, it's a piece of work. But if you know within every inch of your life that you're pushing and grinding, that eventually you're going to get there. But this is what I worry about. But what gets in my way? What's the one thing that always gets in the way? Rent. Phone bill. Light bill. Water bill. Electric bill. Any kind of bill you could think of. Debt bill. Let me say that again. Debt bill. Okay? Everybody. Maybe 90% of Americans. Maybe 95% of Americans. Has debt problems. Including myself. Now people will sit here and be like, why you why you say that? You know, why you do you even feel ashamed about what you're saying right now on your podcast? Do you even feel the shame, the embarrassment? No. Why should I? Why should I feel ashamed? Why should I feel embarrassed? about my financial situation. Yeah, I'm in debt. I pay bills just like everybody else. The audiences that listen to my podcast right now, I could tell you this. I know you. And in the other half, I don't know you. But the ones that know me knows that I have absolutely no shame. I drive my brother's car to work. I don't have a car. I don't have a car. One day I pull up to work. People never, the people at my job never seen me drove before. I go in and they're like, oh, you got a new ride. No, it's my brother's. It's my brother's ride. It's Dare's ride. My car's a done deal. It's like, ah, this dude is the real deal. I'm not the real deal. I never will be the real deal. I just speak the truth. I just speak the truth. Because I know if I have to take every minute of my life to sit here and lie about everything I'm telling you. I would be in more in more of a mental health state than than ever. And I'm not gonna fight down like that. I'm gonna keep I'm gonna keep a push. Maybe one day I will get that car. Maybe I will pay down that debt. I will. I will indefinitely. I will definitely do that. Right now, starting over is one of the most important things that I have to focus on right now. Because if I let this go over my head, 
I'm in trouble. I'm in trouble. So, believe it or not, money problems and mental health are complexly linked. This happens when one problem feeds off the other. So when that happens, it creates a vicious cycle of growing financial problems and worsening mental health, and it's hard to escape. Let me read that again. Money problems and mental health are complexly linked. This happens when one problem feeds off the other. When this happens, it creates a vicious cycle of growing financial problems and worsening mental health and it's hard to escape. Why? Why do one problem feed off the other? Because you fed off that problem. So now we have to sit back and train our minds to stop triggering the negative thoughts that runs through your head. Is that the hardest thing in America to do? Yes. It's hard. It's real hard. But if we actually gave some positive thoughts to our minds, that is something we can defeat. It won't necessarily heal us, but we will know and your brain would know that you're not playing no shit when it come down to the negative thoughts. You keep it positive, you keep it healthy. Here's a fact. 72% of adults report feeling stressed about money. Now, I just mentioned this not too long ago. I struggle financially, okay? I stress financially with rent being one of my biggest stress, especially because of the coronavirus. This pandemic, believe it or not, has really put the stress in financial stress. The pandemic has put a lot of hardworking Americans out of jobs, not essentially. Jobs couldn't pay them while they was out because it hurt them also financially. And considering that the landlords still want their money, there was nothing you could do. It was a real problem. I had ended up working for a, a retail store in Aldi's. That was less than two months before. I'm sorry, that was actually right in the height of the coronavirus. It was right in the height of the coronavirus when that started. And that's when I actually worked for uh, all these. It got me through. Oh, it got me through, but I still carried that stress and depression mindset. Always questioning what would happen next. There would be so many thoughts that ran through my mind that it was hard for it to go away. Like I just mentioned a few seconds ago, you have to train your mind to trigger the positive stuff 
you have to do that. Now, when I when I was working at Aldi's, I could say all day, what would happen next? When would I be able to pay rent next? When would I be able to pay my bills next? But the one thing that I have never said when I worked at Aldi's was, hey, at least I still got a job. At least I'm still working. At least I'm still having financial money in my pocket. At least my bank account is still growing. I never told my mind that because my mind was always stuck on fear, anxiety, depression. That's where it was. That's where it was. It was crazy. That was crazy. Training your mind to understand that the positives of what your negative mind is thinking is going to fight itself. But at the end of the day, you're going to have to learn that your positive mindset thinking will always overcome your negative thinking. This is a repeated process. This is a repetitions. This is repetitions. So looking at all this, it got me through. You know, it got me through, and, and I was and I was good with that. I was grateful. Now looking back, I was very grateful about that. So here's a reality check. The fact is that if anybody has ever told you that depression and anxiety stays with you, they lie. Straight to your face. The only way that that can happen is if you let it happen. They're a healing process. And if you think so much about depression and anxiety, your brain convinces you that your problems are permanent. Especially if you listen to other people that has a negative mindset. So for me, the way I heal is helping me But it may not benefit yourself to heal, especially if your problems are different. Now, for me, here are ways that I have taken upon myself to deal with financial problems and depression and anxiety. Find different ways to earn income. I mentioned earlier in the beginning parts of my podcast on the monologue that every day is a risk. Rather, if you're driving your car to work, rather, if you're flying on an airplane to to the next state over or all the way across the uh, map. Or rather, if you're an entrepreneur, no matter what you're doing, you are still taking risks. So find ways to earn extra income. This is a way to help. But also it can be very frustrating because you spend eight or more hours at a job and you don't have any energy yet alone to have interest in the second job. Or just to be working overtime. Or even getting a third job. At my current job now, I've worked overtime. I've worked overtime because I know I need to get going with my goals. 
I have been on and off with it. I'm going to tell you that now. I've been off on and off with it. But I know at the end of the day, I still have that option. Or I have an option to get another job. Or I have other ways to make money. Either way. You just have to pick your poise. Pick your poise. So what I've learned is that I let myself drain out. And I show no interest in any of that. So I've been telling my brain what to do. How I'm going to do it. And how I'm going to change the thinking process. I have a seven-month-old daughter. How am I going to support her? Work overtime. That I do. Not only for her, but for me too. So I can expand on different sources of income. Believe it or not, I earn money by doing swine bucks. I used to do swine bucks. When you just sit there and just do a whole bunch of surveys. Now, people give it a lot of bad reviews. But for me, actually sitting here doing this podcast and a lot of people that actually sit down and know me when you're listening to this podcast, it worked for me. It's it's time consuming. Let me be the first to tell you, it is time consuming. Answering a lot of surveys, seeing if you actually are qualified to do surveys. It was it was time consuming. It made it tough. But if you push yourself through that process, it will work out. You know, I've actually made anywhere from 100 to maybe 110 bucks doing swag books. You do surveys and you actually just collect on swag books. And then there are different other things that you can do too to collect swag books. It still also involves spending money and all of that too. But it worked. It worked for me. It worked for me. I haven't done it lately because now I'm at a position where that I've been actually putting in a lot of overtime. Can I still push that hustle and grind to do it? Oh, absolutely. But me doing this podcast and doing my other podcast and it's still working, it's been caught on the back burner. But Swap Bucks, it worked. It worked for me. And investing. Portfolio income. Passive income. The risk. Invest your money. Let your money work for you. If you don't want to deal with another job, the portfolio in, uh, the portfolio incomes and in, in um the um I just said it. What was it? The portfolio and the passive income. The passive income. Dividends. Ring invest. Get yourself in the stock market. There are risks. People don't want to take that risk. But yeah. It's always something that you can always fall back on. If you do it right. And if you do it well. Proper research. Investing in things that you know. That you know about. If you know a lot about a company and that they actually have stock to invest in, 
invest it. If they got dividends, invest in it. Invest in it. You know a lot about it, do your research. If you don't know nothing about it, if you're interested in it, do your research. That's all it is. It just takes self-education and actual research and reading. It's a mental thing. It's a mental thing. Self-educate yourself. And making money through self-education instead of physical labor, instead of lifting heavy stuff or actually sitting in front of the computer all day, instead of just doing all that, you could be doing that. Favorite things to do. Well, a lot of people may not see it that way. A lot of people still feel, hey, I can get myself a second job or a third job. And that's fine too. That's fine too. But don't ever let your brain think that you can't do it. If you still feel drained, take yourself a break. But don't ever, ever, ever quit. Do not quit. Because if you quit, you gave up. Giving yourself a long span of break is nothing wrong in doing that. Never wrong. You never go wrong with that. Second thing I do is break down your day little by little. I'm making a schedule. If you're clustered in, in all the things in your daily routine, then you need to break your day down. Now, it's easier to do if you have jobs because you can actually report to your job, work a seven to three. No, actually, you can get up in the morning by around five o'clock, be at the gym by five thirty or six o'clock, get your workout in for however long. And then you go home, shower, go to work seven to three or whatever. Come home, baby, eat, relax. If you want to work on a project that you feel that you want to do, or if you want to actually work on some research or do whatever you need to do to help invest in your projects or whatever you're doing, do that. There's a lot of time in a day. There's 24 hours in a day. If you have two jobs, you're not that fortunate, but you still have time in the day. Is it that tough? Yeah. Why wouldn't it be? But you have to remind yourself that you can do this. That's what you have to do. You have to bring positive mind into your brain. When you do that, you can motivate yourself to do anything that you want to do. Don't let your day be clogged up because you are stressed about what you do. Make a list on what you need to do. Break all that down. Sometimes people sacrifice sleep just to get some things done. I do that sometimes, but I'm not the guy to do that every single day. I need my sleep, okay? I need my sleep. I love my sleep. Every Wednesday, before I start the Double Take Sports Talk podcast, I nap, okay? I nap. There is nothing wrong with taking a nap during your day. It helps you, refreshes yourself. There's nothing wrong with that. Nothing. 
your daily activities and your daily routine is something that you're responsible for. Make sure you hold yourself accountable to that. Make sure you hold yourself accountable to that. It's a lot. I do a podcast every Wednesday and every Sunday now. Since I started this podcast now. I'm I'm here. I'm here. So, believe it or not, if you have the mindset make that list break down everything that you need to do break it down because it's your platform this is straight your platform but I will always when I say do late nights these are late nights to catch you up now see I record every Sunday I post on Tuesdays this podcast I post every Tuesday but I do the recording every Sunday during the night gets me caught up I do a lot of things I do a lot of things understand that I want you to just take a few seconds and just think about that just listen to the music in the background and just think about it Do you hear yourself? Put some positive thoughts into your mind. Just do that. Just take, just put some positive thoughts into your mind. I am the greatest. I will always be the greatest at what I do. I will never be the greatest upon other people, but I will always be the greatest among myself you make sure you make yourself better every single day you make yourself better the last thing I do is I open up different bank accounts and keep them separate because when you're when a lot of people are on the budget you don't want a lot of things clouded up into one bank account. You know, have yourself at least two or three bank accounts to where that you can be able to separate your money so that when it comes around to your monthly bills or that monthly rent, it's not there for your other banks to take out. You could put two bills in one account, the rent in another account, and the miscellaneous grocery bill. Any of that. You could do that. Now, I have two accounts in one banking. I did have two different accounts, but it didn't work out the way I wanted to. It didn't work out the way I wanted to. So... I know now that at the end of the day, I can still be able to hold the financial cord of everything that I'm keeping track of on my uh, personal bills and the monthly bills and the rent and stuff like that. I know that I could be able to cope with that somehow. But this is 
these are things that keeps me going. It keeps me happy. I'm satisfied with where I'm at. Because a lot of people could actually be at the top and still stay at the top, but never have ever experienced the struggles financially. People would never have done that. I'm glad that I get to experience this because I would know because when I get to the top, I know for a fact when I get back down, rather whatever happens, I know what to do. And I've gained wisdom and experience. Believe that. Keep putting it into your mind. The positive thoughts. You keep it. It's stressful enough. Why not find a solution when you panic? It's something you learn from, which you grow and attack to keep yourself healthy. It's like having a cold. Instead of panicking, you just go get medicine to keep it from wearing your body down so you can feel better. That's all it is. Understand that. Because the medicine is there to help you heal. It's there to help you heal. Those are my three things that I do. Like I said, it may not work for you. Everybody has their different ways. But those are my three things I do. But that's all I got, ladies and gentlemen, for part one of this episode two. I'm your host, Daryl Watts. Catch me next week as I discuss part two of this. I go into the deeper studies of financial pressure. And everything that's been there in a statistic paper. But until then, stay true to yourself. And always remember, when it comes to listening, you are one step closer to raising awareness. Let's go.